Hello and welcome to Mothman's Bookshop. My name is Nicole and today I'd like to tell you about The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. Warning, I'll try and make this as spoiler-free as possible, but given it's a book review, there are bound to be a couple spoilers. Also, if I sound a little congested, that's because I am. I've had a cold these last couple days and I'm still recovering. I'm running into the same issue here as I did with The Night Circus, albeit this was a much faster read. I get a good ending and not that great of a story. That's not to say this, that this is a terrible book. I really like some parts, but in the grand scheme of things, it was really nothing special. At the end of the day, I'm left wondering, am I being too harsh on it? I don't know, I don't think this is a bad book necessarily, but it's not good either. Published in March of last year, The Lost Apothecary is the story of Nella and Caroline, two women who have suffered because of the men in their life. Nella runs an apothecary in 18th century London, dispensing not only medical remedies, but also poisons to women hoping to escape from abusive men, those who have been abandoned by society. Carolyn is an American woman in 2021, I'm assuming in a pandemic-less world because it's never mentioned at all in the book, who went on her anniversary trip to London alone after discovering her husband's affair days prior. There really isn't much more to it, unlike the other books I've reviewed on this podcast, which I think explains why I struggled with writing this review so much. Point number one. I have read bad books, truly devious, but I have never read a book as underwhelming as this one. One of the only things really going for it is the fact that it's super fast-paced. Nothing happens for the entire book, and then the ending is just plot, 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 character, character. It's so fast. But reading the book is just as fast. It's a very quick read, which is one of the only good things about it. I mean, it's, it, it's just so disappointing all around. There's really not much else about it. But before I continue just yelling about how much I don't like this book, let's talk about some of the good parts. One of the things I actually really loved was the way Carolyn's love of history is described. Whenever she gets super passionate about finding the apothecary or finding out more about the woman who ran it, we actually get some good writing and share her excitement. I might relate to her a little more than some other readers, because I also love history and researching different topics, particularly ancient history. Whenever I find more information about whatever it is I'm reading about at the moment, I get really excited, especially because I always go into things thinking all primary or secondary sources are lost. Anyway, I went on a bit of a tangent there, but coming back to the book, it really does a good job of describing that sort of fluttering feeling you get when you learn more about something you're passionate about. Note, everything written beyond this point is written like three weeks after I read the book because I went on hiatus and didn't have any time to work on my scripts. Enjoy! I think the one other thing I liked about this book was the story of Nella, the woman who runs the apothecary. As a whole, it isn't a good book, but when you divide the modern and historic elements, the historic part is definitely stronger and, dare I say, even a little bit good. Okay, now completely scratch the dare I say part, because it really isn't that great. The entire historic element of this book is very all over the place, and for most of the book, nothing happens. Eliza comes over and she gets interested in the apothecary, and then Nella spends a lot of the time saying, No, I'm a monster, go away, this isn't life for a young girl. It's, it's just a lot of nothing, and then at the very end, Everything that should have happened over the course of the book happens within, like, 40 pages. 
and it's it's just not good. It's it's not. Now, before I get back to bullying the book, Caroline is a strong character. I do want to say that. She's very well-rounded and just a solid person in her own right. She has character. She has, like, actual character depth. So she's not bad as an element of the book. It's just the entire book as a whole isn't good. The way he cheats her husband is very cliche. It, it, James, he has an affair with a woman at work, and then Caroline runs off to London on their anniversary trip, but alone, and he goes over to London to ask for forgiveness, and he really, he just has absolutely no business running to, to London to beg for forgiveness after cheating on her for having an affair with a lady at work after being married to Carolyn for 10 years, it's it's a little ridiculous. Why wouldn't you just give her some time alone to process this? Give a lady time to grieve, jeez. Well, the synopsis on the back says Nella's and Caroline's stories collide. They really don't. It could have been left at Caroline researches the apothecary and kind of feels like one of the customers. Because reminder, all of Nella's customers are women who are abused by their husbands, who are cheated on by their husbands, uh, and they seek revenge and to escape their husbands to live a happy life. And it makes sense if the author just left it at, oh, Caroline could have been one of the one of the customers in its story of female empowerment. It really could have been left at that. But then adding this weird plot twist at the end, which really isn't a plot twist, it's just a shocking event that happens. It doesn't belong in the story, it comes out of nowhere. I don't- it doesn't make sense and I don't like it. That sort of event kind of feels like a cheap way to connect to Nella and Caroline to make them parallels as the seller and like the poison dispenser, but it doesn't make much sense. I don't think they should have been attempted to be connected other than, oh, Caroline researches the apothecary, she finds out that Nella existed and she tells her story. Uh, that's really the only way they should have been connected in my opinion. I think everything else was kind of add on to make the story longer. Now, there's this weird little subplot where the little girl that goes to the apothecary to pick up a tincture for her mistress and then sort of sticks around, her name is Eliza, and there's this weird subplot where she discovers a supposed magic shop and tries to use a spell from one of the books to cure her period because she didn't know what it is and she thought it was punishment for something bad that she did. And I just think it's a little too much because the concept of nobody ever telling her what a period is, or I get that it's the seven, what, the 1780s, 90s. The concept of not a single woman ever telling her that about puberty or about a period is a little bit too much for me because she had such a strong connection with the mistress of the house that she worked for that you would think she would tell this little girl, hey, after you murdered my husband and getting your period, it's a coincidence. He's not actually haunting you and or like the devil isn't punishing you for this. It's just a natural thing that women go through. And her trying to use magic to cure it is, is a little bit comedic because it's so just outrageous in my head. And on that same note, the way they talk about magic throughout the book makes it feel like it'll be introduced at some point, like, oh, the spell works, or oh, Eliza becomes a magician and she fixes all the problems, but it never actually appears, and there's really not much that the whole magic thing amounts to, I think it's just a little useless sub subplot in the book. 
But anyway, on to our next point. The book could have been longer, or just paced better, because absolutely nothing happens for so much of the book, and then the ending is, like I said before, just plot 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 and character development, and it's so cramped it was a little bit suffocating to read all of that. Now, in the very beginning of the book, and this is going to be slight spoilers, but not really, in the very beginning of the book, Carolyn finds a vial that belonged to the apothecary in the river, and at the very end, I mean, it, it's the sort of catalyst for the entire book happening because she finds it, she goes to the library, she learns more about it, it's, it's a whole thing. And then at the very end, she throws the vial away because it quote-unquote ruined her life? But then, because of that vial, and because of everything she found out, she was gonna go back to college, to Cambridge of all things, to get a master's in history and- or some kind of literature, I don't quite remember. And then she wrote a dissertation about the apothecary. I mean, you'd think that she'd need that vial as evidence or to find other articles, but no, like right before everything she goes off to college, she throws the vial back in the river so it doesn't hurt anybody else? It's so stupid. As a historian, as a historian, why would you ever throw it back out if it's so important to the evidence to the topic that you are researching? It is, it is mind-boggling. <laughs> it makes me so mad that she did that. It's so dumb and so cliche. Like, it's not a marriage ring that you're throwing back into the river after your husband cheated on you. It is a vial that is very important to your research topic of choice. Why did you throw it out? Mini rant over, but... I want to talk about something, I just want to make a little joke. If you've been here since the start, you'll understand this, but just in case, I reviewed Truly Devious in my second episode, and ever since, it's been a bit of an inside joke on this podcast, just how much I disliked it, and I compare it to everything for the sole reason of saying how bad it is. Guys, this just might be the new Truly Devious. It is on that same level, I think. It's. It's not good at all, I think I might just start using it in the same way I use Truly Devious, just to say how bad it is. And before I round out the episode, I just want to give a very honorable mention to Lisa of Troy on YouTube. As I've, as I've mentioned before, I like to watch or read some other reviews to see if there's anything else I agree or disagree with, or just something I totally missed in my first read-through. And I had such a good time and such a good laugh watching her rant about this book. I'm sorry, it's just the funniest thing, and I absolutely love the video because she spends all of it absolutely ripping on Caroline. You know, I actually kind of liked Caroline, unlike everything else in this book, but it's just the best thing. I highly suggest suggest checking her out. Uh, I'll link the video in the description because I laughed so hard at certain parts because I know exactly what she's talking about. Final thoughts? Not good. There are maybe two things I actually liked about this book and the rest is so bad. I'm giving it a 1.5 out of 5 because I feel nice today. Our question this week comes from Foggy D, who asks, This book is only a year old and is already being adapted into a TV show. How do you feel about such quick turnarounds? Is it enough of an instant classic to justify that? It is absolutely not enough of an instant classic to justify that. And also, how do you feel about such quick turnarounds? Not good, because I don't think a year is enough to truly get all of the reviews, all of the opinions, 
and to gauge the audience that would actually watch the show. I think they picked it up because it's just another show that's gonna fail and they need something to make money. And on that note, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Mothman's Bookshop. I hope you've enjoyed it, and if you did and would like to know when the next episode comes out, do yourself a favor and follow the podcast. And if you have any questions or recommendations, feel free to use the form in the description or join the Discord. Once again, my name is Nicole, and I'll see you next week here in Mothman's Bookshop.